What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, everyone, to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. Khan, and Dennis Dick with you this morning. Here's the good news. If you own AMC, you get a free large popcorn. Here's the bad news. Stock can go anywhere. Butter or no butter? Uh, I, I think it might be up to you, Joel. I think it's I think it's customer preference. Um, they didn't specify on the butter. I'll have to, we'll have to reach out to their IR and find out. Anyway, uh, a lot to get to on today's show. Uh, AMC, uh, obviously, we'll talk about Zoom. Uh, we'll take questions from our chat. Uh, a lot to get to. Uh, Craig Johnson is our guest today. He is the uh, managing director uh, and technical market strategist at Piper Sandler. He would join the show at 835. Usually gives us very, I mean, always gives us very rational thoughts. So hopefully we can get some rational thoughts from Craig. Before I throw it to Joel, I want to remind you all that Benzinga is giving away a free share of Tesla when we cross that 100,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. How do you do that? How do you enter the contest? You click on the link in the description or you click on the link that I'm putting in chat right now i just did it there the link is in the chat enter the contest subscribe to our youtube channel and you could win a free share of tesla uh now that being said let's throw it to mr o'connor and his charts joel please give us some sanity here this morning (laughs) that will be hard to do good morning spencer good morning traders and investors uh Buy the dip. Works again overnight. Uh, had a little bit of sell-off, found support right 
at that Tuesday low, which was actually made Sunday night and Monday morning, and your bounce, you're back up in the 4,200 handle. Just major consolidation, tight ranges here. Let's see if we can get back over that uh, high from yesterday and also the all-time high. Uh, crude, big day yesterday, improving on it today. Haven't hit yesterday's high, but it's up 68 cents at 68.40. Gold flat in 1905, trying to make that 1900 support instead of resistance. Silver still above 28, but down 8 cents at 28.01. Bitcoin. Up a thousand, down a thousand, up a thousand. It's up fourteen hundred at thirty-seven thousand four hundred. And Ethereum, that's up one hundred sixty-eight dollars at twenty-seven twenty-eight. That's up a little bit more on a percentage basis. Uh, we got earnings to talk about. We got meme stocks to talk about. Uh, what's uh, what's your flavor of the day, guys? Ninety-nine percent of my Twitter feed is just talking about AMC. So I guess we have to start there. Okay. Um, it's an incredible movement. I mean, who knows? This thing can go anywhere. Like I've been saying, when it's disconnected from fundamentals, price can go anywhere. Um, you know, Mitch was saying on the pre-market show, there's eventually going to be this 50% fall and it's going to be ugly, but we just saw it. I mean, we just saw a 50% fall from looking at the charts. They're going from, um, I'm just trying to grab it just two days ago. We were up at 36 to 26. Yeah. I don't know why my chart. Oh yeah, there it is. From 36 to 26. Um, so that's like a 33% fall. And, and the stock comes back the next day. So I don't know, man. I mean, this is uh, incredible movement. Stock's completely disconnected from its fundamental story. You've got the CEO coming on, like you said, giving free popcorn and trying to figure out, you know, trying to justify the movement saying, oh, we're going to use this cash and we're going to buy other movie theaters. And we're going to expand and we're going to do things. You're still in the movie theater industry. I mean, unless you're going to expand into all different businesses and stuff, there's only so much revenue to be had. And I mean, Goldman's talking about it here this morning as well, not AMC, but they're talking about the movie theaters. And they downgraded the other two that they covered to sell, saying it isn't going to be that great. So, I mean, the fundamental story isn't here. There's there's no doubt there's not the fundamental story here. We've, we've talked about the market cap going from $400 million to $17 billion. I mean, there's no fundamentals to justify the movement, but it doesn't matter. When the story is hot, price can go anywhere. Once the story cools off, price will start to matter again, and you'll get a collapse. But who knows when that happens? This Goldman note, like you, like you know what they want to say, right? Right? Like, like they want to say AMC is a sell, but maybe they're a little gun shy. I, I well, they don't cover the stock. I can't say. All right, I can't say I blame them. Anyway, uh, it's interesting that they're downgrading IMAX and Cinemark this morning uh, to sell. Um, saying that the uh, rec- the recovery has come too far, too fast. Um, uh, movie studios are still going to alternative uh, models, like streaming, um, and basically giving the bear thesis for a stock like AMC, as if fundamentals matter, um, which of course they don't right now. But it's just interesting that that like that narrative is, is out there now this morning uh, against the, this AMC squeeze. And you've got the, the CEO continuing to lean in to, uh, to the madness, the CEO of AMC. I mean, they're launching this investor relations site, giving you free popcorn. It's all a party until it's not. Maybe I mean, everyone's it, just going to go to AMC. No one's going to go to these other theaters. Well, if AMC keeps getting this kind of money and keeps uh, going to just buy everyone else out, I guess. I don't know. That's what the CEO was kind of saying. Let's look at those right. tweets. 
I mean, he was saying that they're going to expand and buy other movie theaters. I mean, yeah. he said that because, um, you know, what are you supposed to do? He, once you pay off your debt, and if they're going to keep printing money and they're going to keep, you know, selling more shares, diluting the equity holders, um, because why not? I guess, you know, when you're at extreme prices, you might as well. <laughs> first, you might as well pay off all your debt. So it, it definitely puts AMC in a better financial situation. Sure. It's just a matter of, like, how do you justify a 17 or 18 billion dollar market cap on a theater chain that was in trouble before COVID started. So it is what it is. We saw GameStop. I mean, all these meme stocks just do their own thing. They're in their own world, disconnected from reality. But, you know, the price can go anywhere. So, um, you know, people keep saying, oh, if you're going to talk bearish, I'm not talking bearish or bullish. I don't know where the stock is going to go. I'm not going to invest in it. But there's no doubt, you know, that the price could go higher. There's no doubt the price could go lower. It's just impossible to call these at this point in time. Well, we all know that theaters make their money on concessions. So I don't know if I like this free popcorn thing. <laughs> well, this theater chain makes all of its money off of Reddit here, apparently. Yeah. Answer, off yeah. of off of retail driven prices because now you know they're, they're just gonna do. using they're their gonna... money that they're raising from selling equity and and paying off debt. So they're making all their money yeah. from the stock price now. So I guess I heard what I heard. What they're gonna, gonna do? Shares. At least they're selling shares. What they're going to do is they're going to put a lot of salt in the popcorn and make you buy soda, and then you're going to charge fourteen ninety five for a can of uh, Diet Coke or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the way I they mean, get you. Uh, we got we got excited here uh, in the pre market. I mean, these things just get bid up with size. They took it to forty four seventy five. So there's your target on the upside. Sellers came in after that. 42 even was another high. 38 to 44.75. 38 is where you come down the last few uh, last few brackets. So look at 38 as potential support. Gap fills way down at 33.53. So if you got a style for slinging these shares, then go at it. I don't think you're going to see that pre-market high, but... As Dennis can say, anything can happen in this market. Uh, Cinemark, that's down on the day. CNK. That was downgraded by GS. That right, 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 uh, right. Let's see what happens. There's a low at 23. It looks like that might get tested. Uh, but the two-day low is 22.44. And what? IMAX is the other one? Downgraded by GS as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Let's see. It's still holding 2150. Look at that. One, two, three, four, five, six lows in a row. So it's down, but not out. Let's see if he can hold 2150. So, you know, we're ta- you're talking sympathy to the actual movie chains that are sympathy, but the real sympathy is what everybody's talking about in the chat is okay. the other meme stocks. Yep. And what we're seeing here this morning, interesting enough, is GameStop was actually trading in the red a few minutes ago. Um, and you know, obviously there's a lot of other ones too. We were seeing a, a strong sympathy trade last night. GameStop was up. I tweeted out, you know, the other meme stocks that were trading up, uh, and the other Reddit names that were trading up. Express was trading up. Cost is trading up. Blackberry ripping. They are still ripping, but they all have come off the highs. Um, I sold, I had Blackberry for a bet. I sold it already. I sold it way too soon. I did not foresee, um, you know, this, you know, this AMC ridiculousness coming. So obviously, you know, I thought BB was getting the lift with AMC early and then AMC just went parabolic and BB has gone in sympathy as well. I don't know. You're coming in these things now. I mean, again, there is risk. You know, BB was eight bucks four days ago. It's 13. This is all off of AMC. Don't kid yourself. This isn't company fundamentals. So if AMC starts to dip, AMC is your absolute leader. If you're trading BlackBerry, 
if you're trading express if you're trading costs you're trading any of these meme stocks reddit stocks you got to look at amc it's your leader if amc starts to roll over that will roll over too but it's somewhat concerning that we're already starting to see a little bit of rollover in the GameStop, which has obviously always been the leader up to this point in time. GameStop, again, just ticked red once one more time. You know, if you would have came in and told me AMC was going to be up 19%, GameStop was going to be red, I'd be like, that doesn't make any sense at all. So that's caution to the sympathy trades here. I'd be careful chasing those sympathy trades because you could see a situation where they pull the rug out from the under them first. Uh, tough, tough chart. Uh on the uh, GME, but three low. He had two two twenty seven lows, and then a twenty one forty three low. You're still twenty bucks away from that. So, if you have want to lean on that for a stop, you can. That's just uh, a long ways away. Uh, two two of the last three highs in a similar area. Let's see what happens. Let's see if we could clear that two sixty eight. The other high at two sixty four, but a couple tops forming in the same area. Just ahead of these tops, uh, still uh, 17, 18 bucks away, though, from that resistance. I think the easy money has been made on the sympathy side on this. We've already seen the moves. I think the BlackBerry easy money has been made, too. I don't see it going parabolic again like it did back in January from 20 to 25. For the simple reason is you're still in bag holder area here. I think BlackBerry 15, maybe. But if you're in it, it's getting stretched already. So I don't know. I've sold mine, but I sold way too early. So I always sell too early. So. It, it can go anywhere, too. I mean, it's not trading on fundamentals either. I just don't see it as being the next AMC, but you never know. So, I mean, all those people piling into it this morning. That's why it's traded 7 million shares already, thinking this is the next AMC. But, you know, when you're always hungry for the free for the quick buck and the quick money, just be careful because it's a lot easier in a lot of cases to lose than it is to make that money. So I know everybody, you think everybody on your Twitter feed's getting rich. A lot of people not getting rich on, on these stocks. And and chat saying too, like you know, when, when you talk about oh, what's next? What's next? What's the next candidate? Next candidate? Well, you know, Microvision had a great day yesterday. It's uh, I don't know if it's up pre market, but it, it, was, is. it was okay. Um, and and now you got people like asking, like, is 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 my stock going to be next? Is Workhorse going to be next? Right? I I don't know. I don't know. Like a lot of these stocks that have high short interests have been have been ripping. Right? AI is one of them. They had some fundamental events, but they have a high short interest, and it's been that stock's been punished. They have, yeah. they have earnings coming up. They have a, a lockup expiration next week coming up. Um, and it had a great day yesterday. So a lot of these stocks that have been out of favor, that have uh, high short interest, are, are back, are, are, are in favor, frankly. so I'm They with- are. It started three days ago. Yeah. It started three, four days ago that we started seeing all these old meme and all these, you know, high short interest stocks start to catch a bit. And they have been starting to go up. I mean, RKT was the same thing. Full disclosure, I do have RKT still. Um but you know, it, it it had its big move, sixteen to nineteen forty. Is there more of a move in here? Maybe. You know, maybe it starts to get hot again. At least there's some fundamentals behind that one. But I mean, there's just you know all these names. You know, when you're chasing KOSS up here now, you're thinking, oh yeah, this is the next one to go. I'm going to buy it at twenty six this morning. But just think, this was sixteen four days ago. You got some risk all of a sudden because they pull the rug out from under it. It could be back at twenty in a hurry. So it's not you know. Four or five days ago, smart money was buying these four or five days ago when it was just getting started because they had all those lows to lean on. You know, obviously, there's always risk in the markets, but when it's, you know, I always say when the train has left the station and it just runs 70% in a week, it's, you know, often the time where you jump on board and then it's just about that time to fall under the tracks because you try to jump on board that moving train. 
I had to buy that, you know, and jump on the board before, you know, the train has left the station. So I kind of know where my support is. Like, where do I, you know, if I come in, Joel, and you can say the same thing on a KOSS, where's your out? You know, like, where do you like say, okay, well, this isn't working out. I mean, they could pull it back to 22, 23. It's still looking pretty good, but now you're down 15% in it. It's hard to control the risk once the things run 60% in a week. Just to illustrate a point uh, that you just made about, you know, the leader in, in AMC, just, uh, and it's not exact, but look when, uh, look when AMC topped out, that was, uh, that was on your 545 to six o'clock bracket. Then you look at GME. Well, it wasn't exactly out. Yeah, that was on the six o'clock bracket is two. Uh, Blackberry, boom, six o'clock bracket. You think the it, highs are already in yeah. these things? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know if the highs are in for the day. I'm just saying you were talking about AMC being the leader in the indicator yeah. to trade these other ones. Cost turned a little bit earlier. That's a little bit uh, a thinner of a stock, but I just, I just noticed that. Sometimes it's the 4 a.m. push, you know, mm -hmm. where they get in there and do it. But here... Uh, a little bit different. Uh, some of the savvy traders that you know they were around six o'clock. So just just wanted to point out that that's when they all they all kind of peaked at the same time. As I'm far silent. as where to stop yourself out buying costs, I mean, what do you want to make on it, Dennis? Do you want to buy? You know, it's risk reward, but I think I, I can't the control the risk would, at this price. Yeah, I, I would just say on this one, you know, if you're risking a buck to make two. You know, how many if times you're risking can you a do buck, that? You're getting stopped out. Chill. That's the problem. You got to yep. go really wide on the stops when you're trading stuff like this. I don't want to go that wide. I don't want to lose two bucks. I, I'm telling yeah. if you're $25.99, you're buying it this morning, $25.99, you say, I'm going to risk a buck. There's a high probability that thing can be $24.99 on you, and then it could rip higher. It's really hard when they're, Random. you know, gone shop like this. They stop everything out. They're just trading everywhere. So, you know, typically when these stocks are going, even if you look at the move in AMC, like it's been pretty much straight up. So it's been an easier one, I guess, if you're holding. But there's some wicked pullbacks in some of these stocks. And, you know, even with AMC, I guess yesterday. Just lost 38. It just lost 38. But, but looking at AMC yesterday, um, you know, or two days ago, when okay. it went from 36 to 26. I mean, okay, well, where is your out? I mean, the stock pulled back 35% right or 40%. Yeah, look at that. I mean, how how do you hold through that? You can hold through it, but how do we know that 35 wasn't the top? From my trading experience, I would have thought 35 was the top. But then you have the AMC CEO coming out and cheerleading a higher. Um, maybe that helped a little bit. And you had the hedge fund investment, which obviously turned out to be a short-term trade, um, You know, which helped it as well. But you know, just trying to control the risk. I know everybody looks at this stuff and they don't think about risk. They think about how much money they can make. And you know what? That works in the short term sometimes. But I'm telling you, in the long term, you want longevity in this industry, you've got to be able to manage risk. I can't manage the risk in a stock like this. That's why I don't trade it. So I'm not getting that 100% gainer. My job as a trader, and I'm trying to teach traders to trade for a living. A lot of, a lot of the traders that listen to the show want to do this for a living. You won't make a living trading a stock like AMC. You might get a, you know, you might win the lottery and maybe you make some big bucks, but it's very hard to consistently make money on these stocks because it's very hard to control the risk and you're going to get stuck in one that's going to be like, oh, I just bought 38. Now it's a 32 and I'll, it's got to come back. I know it's going to come back. And it goes down to 30 and 28. Oh, I know it's going to come back. I mean, look at all those, you know, the Momo names like, you know, and, and we see it again and again, Tilray. 
You know, if you were sitting around waiting for Tilray to come back, I mean, it went to $300 a share. So it, it's it's tough because these stories usually end in, in badly, but we don't know when it's going to happen. So I'm saying if you're going to trade this stuff, I like to trade it before it starts moving. Once it has a 50% move in two, three days, I mean, now you're chasing it and now it's hard to control the risk. Yeah, I like what Brian uh, Reif just said up on the screen. They are for you guys. And he's right. And there's value in that. Right, like I, I was in, I, I rode BlackBerry for like a week, a few months ago, and let me tell you, it was a roller coaster of emotions. So, and it wasn't even that big of a big of a gainer, and it wasn't even that much money. So it's not for me either. Uh, it's hard, it, but but you know, it's not for most people. Is what I'm trying right. to say is I, everybody is naturally attracted, and people say, why do I keep talking about this stuff? Because I'm trying to teach something here. Because we have a lot of new traders that are coming in. They think this is the way to the riches. This is the way. Look at all the money I just made in AMC. I mean, but there's so many of these stories that they don't go like this. And, you know, we don't know how it ends. You know, we, we, we suspect it's going to end ugly because the fundamentals usually win in the end. But we don't know where it's going to go. I'm just trying to, like, teach a point here where you want consistent trading. Trading this kind of stuff is really tough. It's really, really tough. You're trading stuff that all the algos are trading. You know, it's the spreads are, are wide sometimes on these stocks. I mean, even AMC right now, it's it's fair. It's 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 not the best example. The GameStop spread was much wider, uh, but it's just tough to trade this kind of stuff. So yeah. that's what I'm saying is everybody. I, I I find myself having the FOMO. You know, you can't help it. You see, you know, some people posting that they made you know fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars yesterday trading AMC. And that's great. I mean, you know, that's, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, they've obviously made some good trades on it. It's just hard to perform that consistently on these crazy stocks because the moves, you're going to have some disasters in there too. And if you can't control the risk, you could get stuck holding the bag. I don't want to be a bag holder in AMC. That's why I'm not in it. All right. So we spent 25 minutes on this yesterday, only 20 minutes today. We're going to move on. All right. <laughs> there we go. All right, let's talk about Zoom. This, this the reaction to this report was very interesting because the numbers were really good last night. Just EPS a buck thirty-two versus a ninety-nine cent estimate. Sales of nine fifty-six versus nine oh six million dollars. So beat and a beat for the Q one earnings. Then they gave guidance. EPS above estimates. Sales above estimates both for the quarter and for the year. EPS and sale guidance both above estimates. So good numbers. They beat across the board last night. Did boom. And the initial reaction was, ah, sell, sell, sell. It, it was. Um, it's the kind of market that we're buying the dip on again, though. Like this market has turned, you know, well, obviously, you know, we had the spy had a little bit of an ugly day yesterday, but putting it in perspective, tech has run back in the last two and a half weeks significantly the growth names have run back so you have people that are like okay i'm getting a shot to get back in zoom here i'm going to take that shot so it's kind of predictable that they would have came on a stock like this and bought the dip back um i don't know i'll leave it up to joel on the levels i mean you got all kinds of overhead supply 335 to 340 kind of blow up and start getting going again i mean these stocks are back in favor so i wouldn't put it past it that this could actually see 350 again but i'm not getting on the bandwagon here on zoom it's a tough one to call too uh, you do have two highs in the same area. You, you did sneak through that during uh, the pre-market. So I think kind of all the way, I wouldn't look for a clean breakout here until you could clear 344, that cap things. Uh, the fact that you've traded up, you've traded you traded down, then you traded up, 
I think the close is a good level. See if you can get a look at the close from yesterday. That's where people are marked on their position. That is at 27.72. And then depending on your appetite for risk, yesterday's low was 21.70. But it had a quick dip. I don't think you're going back down to 310. And uh, looking at uh, support and then uh, the pre-market high, or yep, there was a pre-market, or actually, yep, pre-market high, 341.90. So this 340 to 344 zone resistance. And I just want to make one note. I know it's a totally different stock and it's a you know, totally different sector and everything, but maybe just sitting this out today. Look what, look what Dell did on Friday, right? Great report. Hmm. And they crushed it, right? And then it came back, and then the day after, when all you know the algos, everything right were out, it came right back. It had a great day. It actually they're buying didn't... the dip on tech stocks. Yeah, that might change, but right now they're buying the dip on tech stocks. And Dell isn't really growth tech. Dell is value tech, in my opinion. Yep. But they are buying the dip on tech stocks right now, and you have to respect that. Like it's all about identifying what they're doing in the sector, and then you trade the earnings reports around that if you're going to do it. I mean, earnings reports are always dangerous to trade, and there's always going to be outliers. But if you've got a you know that that identified earlier that they're more inclined to buy dips on tech stocks right now, I'd be more inclined to buy the dip on a tech stock that's reported you know a disappointing report and. And no, it was a good report. Back. It was actually a good yeah. report. Or and even a good report on the dips. I mean, that's even better. If they're going to give you the dip on a good report, there's a higher probability that they're going to buy it back. They're not always doing that. In the last two weeks, they are. Tech is back in favor. At least the smaller mm. names. I don't know what the big names. Like the yeah. animals. And the, that's a different story. I, I was going to say, like, like, ARKK, yeah, it's up over the last week or so, but I, I don't know if I'd call it back in favor. Well, they are in the last two weeks. I mean, it depends on your time horizon. I mean, we've been calling ARKK on this show for two weeks here and saying, you know, that those kind of stocks are the ones that are buying right now. I don't know. I still don't like it long term. I don't like a lot of her holdings long term because, you know, I'm a value guy. I'm a guy that I want sticking something in my long term investment portfolio. I want it to make sense. I don't pay 50 times sales for something. So because, you know why? Because I went through the tech bubble burst. You know why? Because I went through the financial crisis burst. I went through bear markets. And I know, like, when it comes, those stocks get punished the worst. We don't know. Maybe we're going to stay in a bull market indefinitely, though. You can trade all this stuff. It's all tradable. But, you know, I've always invested on value. I don't know. Maybe it's the wrong way to go about it. Maybe you should just invest on memes. You know, maybe it's the new market that's every all the dynamics are changing. But um, it's, 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 it's worked well for me for 22 years, so I'm going to stick with it. 115 is your big bogey for uh, ARKK. You bumped up 1514. Uh, that would be on Friday. Then you got two other pesky highs at uh, 1466 and 1550. So next leg up, got to get through 115 ARKK. Uh, they're talking cannabis in the chat. The news this morning is that Amazon is throwing their lobbying weight behind. Well, first, they're going to no longer uh, test employees for for cannabis uh except for uh jobs that are mandated uh, regulated by the, the the tsa um but amazon is is throwing their weight their lobbying weight behind cannabis legalization here uh today uh reminder we do have our next cannabis capital conference tomorrow and friday right here on this channel i'll play a commercial a little bit later but bzcannabis.com uh pod stocks are up this morning i suspect on this headline, Canopy Growth had earnings yesterday, so it's, that's still kind of shaking out here. But Amazon throwing their weight uh, behind cannabis legalization here today. That's why cannabis is up. 
I think. Uh, I, I saw that news. Yeah, I'll just take a look at MJ here. Boom. Uh, it's trading up. It has backed off. I don't. Let's see. Uh, I don't I really see a don't big need... reaction yeah, here. The they're up one percent across the board, so I'm not seeing a huge. It just seems here. like they get the pops, and then it just kind of fades again. I guess uh, the MJ here. I'll be looking at. Uh, it's up a quarter. It's not really acting much. Twenty two looks like the major resistance. Not a good day yesterday. So right. well, after a big rally. Well, speaking of Amazon, uh, sorry, Dennis, but uh, we in the U.S. are going to have Prime Day in a couple of weeks, and you are not. I don't get Prime Day. You, do, we get Prime Day June twenty first and twenty second. Prime two days. You do not get Prime Day uh, because of COVID in Canada. You get Prime Day at a to-be-determined date later on. We get Prime Day right now. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what they're doing on Terra, and I even talk about the COVID situation. So anyway, I know we are slowly starting to get reopened. So the anyway, cases are very low. We had our first in Ontario, we had our first day under a thousand new cases. So excellent. it's starting to get a little bit better here in Canada. Well, I bring that up though just to say because Prime Day uh, is an event. Um, so it's going to be the, the 21st and 22nd. You got to rate these on your calendars. I mean, these are important events because we do see the run-ups in stocks. This is how I make my money. I buy ahead of events. You know, this is serious alpha coming out and buying, you know, stocks ahead of events. So what Spencer's giving you these dates, these are alpha generating events. They don't always work. Like I said, nothing works in the absolutes. I hedge the market risk away when I do it. And um, people don't, you know, most people will not do that. So, I mean, if it just so happens, like I, I get the situations like Amazon will go up, you know, or Amazon will go down 2%, you know, ahead of the event. And everybody's like, oh, it didn't work. But if the queues went down 3%, yeah, it did. I made 1% on that. But I mean, you know, it, it's different. I trade hedged all the time, market neutral. So I'm trying to eliminate because I'm trying to extract the pure alpha of the event itself, the run up into the event. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But I tell you, a lot of times those work buying ahead of the event. So Ford one worked great. We always mentioned, I uh, mentioned when the spoos are leaking They're they're not leaking. They're uh, making a nice move up here, uh, continuing to make new highs in the, in the pre-market session. We're up uh, seven handles here. Boy, this, what a familiar area. I mean, if you look going back, I know Monday we had the bottom in the big rally and we got a little bit toppy yesterday, but if you look at your trading action, between 4195 and let's call it 4210. I mean, that's where you've been stuck for five days. I guess, uh, I guess everyone's looking for that jobs number on Friday. And you also, uh, you do have the beige book coming out today. So sometimes, oh. yeah, sometimes that's a market move. How can we forget about the beige book, Dennis? <laughs> Does the beige book move anything? Anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I've never sometimes there's a little bit of a I mean they're giving the I miss state a of the suitcase economy. indicator and stuff. Oh yeah. We have the green span back in the day. That's when the markets were cool. Is he got the big suitcase the or the little, or the suitcase? little suitcase? What color? Yeah, because if it's bigger, you know he's moving interest rates. And, not, and now we know they don't raise interest rates ever again. So there's no suitcase wait, indicator. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because I was a baby when this happened. So I am unfamiliar. The Alan Greenspan suitcase indicator. So they would show Alan Greenspan heading into the Federal Reserve, and they would always show a suitcase on CNBC. It was funny. And they're like, oh, that suitcase. The briefcase. The the briefcase. Yeah, sorry, I'm suitcase. The briefcase. Uh, Showing the briefcase. You know, is it bigger? Is it smaller? Is it, you know, what color is it? They'd have all the different indicators going on. Uh, That means rates are going higher. That means rates are staying steady. That means rates are going lower. 
Now yeah. rates are always low, so they don't need a briefcase indicator anymore. Uh, that's so that's so 1990-ish, you know. That's so 1990. <laughs> it was fun. I know. I know. Uh, 8:30. I don't think we have any numbers this morning, right? Uh, no. Nah. Don't appear to. Yeah. We do have a lot of. We do have some big earnings coming this week, though. We do. Uh, I wanted to mention someone had asked at the top of the show about Broadcom. So APGL. Mm-hmm. Let's look at that. They report Thursday. Actually, Thursday afternoon is the big day. We got like a half dozen notable reports on Thursday. Um, only a couple of note today, uh, but let's start with AVGO here because it's you know what, and it's a value stock. It's got a three point zero six percent dividend too, so the nice little three percent dividend helps. Um, the one thing about this is had a pretty good run already too, big run. Yeah, four twenty to four seventy on a value tech stock, and four ninety looks like the you know the the. I don't know what you want to call that resistance point, Joel, but holy mackerel, that's the resistance point of all resistance points. Yeah. So if they beat, I would say 490 would be my target. Like if it like like honestly, like the way I would trade if I if I had the guts to hold it through the earnings report, I'd have my order out there 4889 to sell it because if I think if it hits up there, I don't think it's going through it. But you know, if it really blows it away, it could. But it's been, you know, a pretty good run for it already. So expectations a little bit higher. Maybe with yesterday's key reversal, maybe that changes by the time we get the report. I think it's tomorrow night. Yep. Um. So we got two full trading tomorrow days night. before that. Okay. But that 490, man, that's a huge level. Uh, on the downside, I mean, we're trading at 470, 80. Uh, it looks like, you know, you had the big run out. Looks like someone's just decide to trim a little bit yesterday close just off the low getting a little bit of a bounce but keep an eye on 46740 uh that splits right here these two lows on the session so if you, if you take out that level on the I'm just not really trusting this trading up 249 if it takes those out you can see you got a lot of room on the downside here uh Thursday's low down at 5965 what, what else are you watching on the earnings front, Dennis? We have uh, Splunk tomorrow, right? No, tonight. Splunk tonight is, yeah. We yeah. got tonight, we got, so we got NetApp, we got Splunk, we got, they're all pretty small, the other ones. So I would say the two big ones are NetApp and Splunk. And then Thursday, we got AVGO and Lululemon and CrowdStrike and DocuSign. So those are the big headlines for the week. I mean, I, DocuSign is always interesting trading it off of Zoom. Um, believe it or not, there is a, a Paris trade there with Zoom. I often, and you, you saw it in the initial, if you're looking at DocuSign trading off Zoom, and Zoom fell, DocuSign quickly fell a couple bucks, and then it started to lift up a little bit too. So we've already got the Zoom expectations a little bit higher now for DocuSign because of Zoom. I know it's a completely different company, but they've paired these up for a while because these are seen as, you know, the lockdown technology stocks where we don't need to go and physically sign. We don't need to physically go be with somebody to have a meeting. So they're still cut from the same cloth. So these two stocks do trade together. I do pair these two stocks together. So even though the companies have fundamentally really nothing to do with each other. So I don't know. You keep an eye on DocuSign. It's up a little bit with the Zoom report. You're trading DocuSign today. It will move with Zoom. Zoom starts to give it back. DocuSign will give it back. Zoom is your leader for today. We get the DocuSign report tomorrow night. Uh, like I said, expectations probably a little bit higher for it after Zoom, which makes me a little bit more spooked if I was holding it through the report, which I'm not. Um, I don't know. What are your technicals on DocuSign, Joel? DOCU. Uh, trading up a buck twelve here. Mm, nothing really sissy. Where are we at in relation to yesterday's high? Uh, 
yesterday, first target, first things first, 203.08. And uh, 204.29 has been uh, the recovery high. Uh, just a lot of stock to chew through here. New low of the move. Maybe get a little pause. If you're looking to pick this up on the cheap, like you think you missed the bottom here, 180 to 204, 24, 12. I'd, I'd really like to see it. If you're trying to pick it up on the cheap, 192, 193, but you're still good eight, nine bucks from there. Just look like a little pause after a nice run, right? That rock solid support, 180. It is 8.35. Before I bring on our guest today, Craig Johnson from Piper Seminar, let's go ahead and have everyone take two seconds out of their day and drop us a like on YouTube. We appreciate that. We're at only uh, 250 likes. Let's get to 300. Uh, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep Craig in permanent limbo. <laughs> Poor Craig. Until we get to 300. <laughs> Craig, you better call your buddies and like the show. Or you're I'm not going to get to get them on the show. Oh, there I'm it is. We got to 316. Craig, I wouldn't do that to you. Craig, they love Craig, and they quickly hit the like button for Craig. I wouldn't do that to Craig. He's the managing director, technical market strategist at Piper Sandler. Craig, good morning. Oh, no, we can't hear you. Check your mic. Make sure your mic's turned on. Hey, gentlemen. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. I'm doing fabulous. Great. Great. So you always bring some rational thought. Um, bring us some rational thought, if you will. Well, here's the rational thought. So we just uh, published our monthly uh, publication uh, the other week, and we did a couple big changes, Okay. First time in five years, I downgraded the technology sector from an overweight to a neutral. I also upgraded basic materials from a neutral to an overweight. So we're now recommending to all the institutions to be overweight financials, basic materials, and also the consumer cyclical sector. And then, guys, we made one other change, too, which was pretty meaningful. We downgraded healthcare from neutral to underweight. And we think that we should be underweight utilities, consumer staples, and healthcare at this point in time. So when you wrap that all up and put it together, what it really suggests to us is doesn't look like from our technical work that we do that the growth trade is really coming back quite yet. It still looks like you're getting this sort of transition toward sort of being overweight, these uh, uh, financials and also the, the interest sensitive areas. And again, biggest debate I'm getting from all the institutions is, do we have inflation? Do we not have inflation? And uh, is it transitory or is it going to be you know, long lasting? And I don't know anybody that can roll back wages once they start going up. And I keep seeing more indications that we are seeing wages going up, which is a good thing, but that's not going to be transitory inflation. So I think the risks of a policy mistake from the Fed are on the rise. And that's something we need to take into consideration from sort of a longer term perspective, guys. Yeah, so Craig, it sounds like this call is based on inflation. I mean, if you're going on long basic material and materials and you're you know saying you don't like tech as much, that sounds like you're positioning yourself for disinflation to maybe not be as transitory as the Fed's telling us. That is correct. And if I look through all the charts and where am I finding the best relative strength and the best momentum, it's coming from financials. And in fact, when we wrap up all of our work, I've only got like seven or eight sectors less than, or industry groups, less than 10% that are making 26-week relative strength new highs inside of our work right now. And guys, I got to tell you, not many people are positioned for a uh, rising rate environment and they're not positioned uh, to be overweight. Some of these other areas like energy and basics and, and those kind of things. So I think over the next couple of months, you're going to continue to see a rotation toward those parts of the market. 
do you think the Fed actually does raise rates or do they just continue to tell us it's transitory and eventually it's going to go? Or will they have no choice at a certain point in time to start raising rates if what? inflation stays hot? Yeah. So, I mean, their, their, their policy has really shifted from one being of sort of preemptive to one that's going to be reactionary. And so I think we got to watch the jobs data coming out. And I think we got to continue to watch CPI and some of those indicators. Do I think they're going to raise rates? I think you're first going to start by reducing some of their bond purchasing activity. That'll be the first thing that's going to ultimately happen. Um, and you could potentially see some of that start to happen later this year. I mean, if you very carefully parse their commentary, they keep saying transitory, 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 but they're also sort of weaving into this a little bit of room for them to change some of that bond buying activity. And I think that's when the market is, you know, potentially going to look at this and have a little bit more of an issue and say, oh, we're, we're moving into some sort of less accommodative type mode. We're on the line with Craig Craig Johnson from Piper Sandler. Uh, Craig, what about the rhetoric out of Washington here? If things are rolling, uh, the economy's rolling, the reopening trade is going well, infrastructure, I mean, if that's just not throwing fuel on the fire, do they are they seeing something that we're not? And where do you look at uh, you know the infrastructure plan and you know possible plays off that? Well, let's back it up a little bit from the infrastructure plan and put it into this context. I mean, there's no question that this sort of recovery uh, coming out of the pandemic has not been level set across everybody here in the United States. Those that have been nimble watching shows like this and very attuned to, and I hope we get some likes for saying that. Right? <laughs> I liked it. I smiled. When it's you know, <laughs> and, and, and as people that are, you know, watching these kind of shows, investing in the market, thinking about the future and these kind of things, I mean, they did really very, very well. You know, the market has come back very strong, but those that have not been participating in markets and thinking about the future haven't done well. So I think that's what sort of kept this sort of stimulus checks continuing to come out has now got this next phase of an infrastructure spending plan, which um, a very broad definition of one in all fairness. Um, but the, the logic is they need to continue to keep spending because we have not had a fairly equal equitable recovery among all uh, sort of uh, individuals inside the United States. Does it make some sense? Well, you know, I've done a fair amount of driving around the country and yeah, there is a need for infrastructure spending. I just think you got to find a, a good way to pay for it without creating too many future headwinds. I mean, we can't keep pumping out all this money and then saying, oh, we got to just raise taxes across the board on both corporations, individuals, and also capital gains taxes. Um, when it gets to the personal level, that's when the market's not going to be happy. At the corporate level and at the capital gains tax level, that has had historically little impact to markets. It's just when the personal tax rate goes up, when markets tend to stumble a little bit more. When you were on back in March and April, you gave us some pretty hardy targets um, in the market. And uh if I'm not mistaken, they've exceeded some of those targets. Are you ratcheting things up a little bit or sticking with the original numbers? So if we think and roll back throughout uh, a year ago, you know, we stuck with our 3,600 price objective that was uh, achieved. There was a lot of skepticism that that was going to be achieved, but it's been done. Uh, we also laid out back in the November, December timeframe, a 42.25 objective for the S&P for year end. We arrived early, which uh, uh, which was great, but we've also now bumped that up to 46.25 as we continue to see the combination of these earnings numbers coming in ahead of expectations. 
And we've actually seen earnings estimates grow about 8% uh, since uh, the prior earnings season. And with earnings coming up, we're actually seeing the multiple of the market coming in at this point in time. So the market right now might end up drifting higher. And what we've been saying in our work right now is this market may sort of digest from here to Labor Day, kind of going sideways, watching this market grow up into this valuation argument. And then as you get into, say, third, fourth quarter, I think you're going to start to focus on your uh, 2022 numbers and you're going to start another leg up and will achieve a 4625 number by year end. Again, controversial, but again, achievable to get another, say, uh, nine to 10 percent higher from where we are now. Chat likes this. C. Glenn says this guy is okay, which is high praise, I think, from C. Glenn and chat. Uh, Craig Johnson, managing director of Piper Sandler. So that sounds good to me. Like when you say the market will grow into this valuation, that sounds good to me. Yeah, that is absolutely good because as we came into earnings season, we were trading nearly 24 times 2021 earnings. And as we exited earnings season, we're now trading about one and a half turns less. So that is exactly what this market needs to do. And it's typically the playbook that you see after a huge sell-off recovery, the market sort of digests and grows up into that. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. What is causing the most challenge for all these portfolio managers right now is the fact that sectors rotation has occurred. And you look at where the best performance has come from, 30, 40 plus percent returns in basic materials and energy. Nobody's there right? We got ESG issues. They don't want to go back into energy. A lot of them look at the cyclical growth names and say, I can't touch these kind of stocks right here. They still want to come back and play the open-ended growth stories. That's not what's happening at this point in time. We're, we're seeing a move for cyclical growth. So where's and this rotation, one sec, this rotation is really causing a lot of trouble for managers who have been trying to stick with that open-ended growth story. Well, I was going to ask, so where's the money? But I guess you've already answered that. But clearly, somebody's in, in oil, right? Oil is having a great run right now. Oil, oil looks absolutely terrific. And you start measuring out point and figure charts and objectives and things like that. And there's no question that you could see uh, $80, $90 oil you know, in the next six months or so. It'd be, it'd be great for the oil and energy trade. However, think about this. And this is what Washington needs to seriously think about is if you're going to get oil prices going up, we got to keep in mind, a good client said to me, we need to spend a lot of old energy and burn a lot of old energy to make all the new energy that they want to go do, which means don't be too quick to shut off your pipelines. Don't be too quick to restrict drilling and those kind of activities, because if you're going to push oil prices up too high, you're going to end up with a scenario where that's a major headwind on top of personal taxes going up, corporate taxes going up, and also uh, seeing uh, capital gains taxes going up. Those headwinds would slow down that growth in terms of earnings. And that's that deterioration in growth would lead to this market multiple to come in um, quite, quite quickly. Uh, just before we let you go, you've commented on just about everything. I just would like to get uh, your, your take on the gold market. Uh, of course, perceived as an inflation hedge, having a nice move. 
uh, trying to hold 1900. So under the scenario that you're talking about, uh, give us um, uh, some uh, comments on gold. And I don't know if you follow the cryptocurrencies at all, but uh, they're certainly very popular among uh, our traders and investors. Any comments on Bitcoin or some of the related currencies? Yeah. So what I'm watching on gold specifically is gold has had a, a very big move up. And what I'm watching is we've sort of made this sort of kind of downward little consolidation. And we're just starting to move above that, above this $1,900 level. This is the suggest to me that the end of sort of the consolidation move is done in gold and we're going to start another leg ultimately higher. Take a look at a chart of something like Newmont, right? Nice consolidation just starting to break out. And if you want to play the gold trade, you want to play the basic materials trade, everything else, you should go look at some of these uh, uh, natural resource plays or some of the Canadian ETFs because they are very well positioned. And even some of the banks up there look absolutely phenomenal. Look at Royal Bank of Canada and some of these. Very well positioned, trending very well. So I think there's a nice trade you can get there. Now, in terms of cryptocurrencies, I got to tell you, am I involved in cryptos? I heat my house with cryptocurrency miners, okay? To be specific, okay? So I've only had the police knock on my door a few times and saying, hey, can we come in and see what's going on? The answer is, you're welcome to come on in. I'm not growing weed in my basement. Um, so we are, uh, we do heat the house with the miners. And oh, wow. uh, I do think that uh, uh, Bitcoin is going to continue to work its way higher. I don't think the move is over. But if I got to go play a few names that I really like out there, I'll be specific. One, I'm a buyer of Coinbase in here on this pullback, mostly oh. initial. It's a really tough looking chart. But as you look at long term, they are doing some pretty amazing things to bring the cryptocurrency names to the market, to the general public. And on these pullbacks, you want to own it. Okay. Second thing is, I think Litecoin is a huge winner for people. Okay. It's under valued in my opinion because of the speed and transaction processing that they can actually handle is much higher than what you can do with bitcoin they also for those people that mine them people don't know this but they also do a merge mining format which with dogecoin so your returns are quite nice with doge going up right now so that's another one and then my last one my favorite one algo it's a very nice uh, token that you can buy on coinbase and it's uh one that i think has got uh, very meaningful upside from here. Numbers that people can't even get their minds around. Uh, uh, Craig, I, I had no idea you were so into this. He does it all. He does, he does it all, all fairly. Craig Johnson, Managing Director, Technical Market Strategist at Piper Sandler, joining us here on Pre-Market Prep. Craig, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Wow. I thought he was joking about the, the money. I thought it was a joke at first, too. And then I'm like, oh, no, he's actually right into this crypto. He's serious. So. He's serious. Eating the house. So there you go. So, you yeah. know, he's using that energy and he's eating his house with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do some ticker time for the rest of the show here. Uh, I was writing a few down as we went. Uh, before we do that, drop us a like, guys. We appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Craig. Uh, what about Boeing? Let's start with Boeing here, Joel. Uh, that We got a, a question about Boeing at the top of the show. I haven't talked about this one too much. Lately. We talked about it yesterday. I like it on a pullback. Yeah, much. <laughs> we didn't get much of a pullback, though. Yeah, up another. Man, look at it. several up days in a row. I'm just upside target of 260. Uh, if you're trying to day trade the thing, you know, you you want to see it maybe unchanged and maybe use the previous day's lows to stop out. But uh, that's a tough one. Already trading up in the pre-market. 54.73 was the close. And 51.52 was the low. 
Uh, but really more easier to look at the resistance here, 260. But uh, and they, they stopped uh, delivering Dreamliners, too, during this, right? I think this was uh, during this little blip here. But, man, what a gappy stock. I guess you just got to go with the gap it goes on this one. A uh, question about uh, SoFi. This is annoying, actually, as it relates to all SPACs. Is not every platform does handles the conversion in the same, the ticker conversion in the same way, right? Like Benzinga yeah. Pro, like Benzinga Pro, I can pull up SoFi right now, SoFi, and I have the whole history of IPOE. Um, but I think Swim does not. TradeStation does, right? Every platform is different. Like if you yeah. search, if you search SoFi on Think Swim, you you get one candle from yesterday, yeah. Yeah. right? It's just annoying. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just annoying. Yeah, they don't adjust it. They don't adjust. Anyway, uh, SoFi uh, began trading yesterday on the Nasdaq. Um, the the I, the SPAC conversion went through. This is one that I own. Uh, we know Sean Udall owns it. I don't remember if either you own. It. I don't think either you own it. But I don't know. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, question from chat on SoFi. Free market high. That's what I give you. Target, not quite the old time high. That comes in at uh, twenty three seventy. Uh, just hanging, uh, just above yesterday's high. So if you're going to do one of these tricks from yesterday, looking for a repeat of that, opened up previous day's high. How well you dropped a few cents and then took off. But uh, pre market high twenty three fifty. Then you have to look on your dailies to find some can uh, some daily candles up here to twenty eight. And uh, Sean's going to join me today at uh, nine twenty. He has a couple earning stocks that oh. uh, he wants to talk about. So um, I know he likes trading those movers off the earnings. Dennis, anything on SoFi? It's kind of Oppenheimer. Had a big I believe run. put a buy on it here they overnight, did. so it's they up did. a little bit on that. I mean, yesterday's high, like Joel's saying, twenty two ninety or above that right now. It, it's hmm. tough, it, 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 you know, and I, I actually, my software, for whatever reason, only has the one candle too, Spencer. So Benzinga Pro is doing better than that. Right. So I'm looking at one candle and trying to figure out the technicals on it. I'm not, then I'm looking at yours, and obviously, you now you've got a few more candles there to help with. But it, it's tough yeah. stock. It, it, you got to have your feel for you know, and and Craig Johnson making a great point. I mean, are you bullish tech or are you bearish tech? Are you bullish growth tech or are you bearish? Like that's how I start. Start with. How do you feel about the sector right now? I'm somewhat with Craig on the, the the tech stocks. We've had a pretty good run on some of the growth tech names, and I think it's time to ring the register on some of these names. I've been saying, you know, on some of these growth tech names that I was in, I've been ringing the register on a few of these. This is growth tech. Is there going to be another move in here? It could be. I mean, it all depends on how you feel the sector is. But mega mega tech, and maybe we should talk about that for a second, is not looking healthy, Joel. Not doing anything. No, Apple is now making new lows, um, getting close to the lows of the move. You've got Amazon, uh, which has just gone nowhere for basically a year now. Um, just been consolidation station between 3000 and 3500 Every time it gets some life, it just met with more sellers. Google has come all the way back. It looks better. Google and Facebook both look better out of the big mega cap names. Microsoft uh, had a rough candle yesterday again. So it makes me inclined to think that maybe, the net, maybe Craig's right. And on rallies here. Maybe you got to lighten up tech stocks, and maybe you do have to continue to buy materials on pullbacks. Maybe this isn't just going to be, you know, a short-term blip. If we really go into a high inflationary environment, it's materials that protect yourself, not tech stocks. 
Um, exactly. What's on uh, Apple? I mean, it's just in a trading range, really, 122 to 128 till it can bust above 128 or break below 122. But just hasn't been in, hasn't been interested in this, these stocks as of late. And they were both uh, Apple and Amazon both sold off off their earnings reports, uh, just like they did last time. We've had several people ask about CCIV. I don't know if anything has changed with CCIV. I mean, stop going down, I guess, which is... Something. It was a good candle yesterday. I did notice the candle breakout yesterday. We've been consolidating right around $20, and I mean like consolidation station for basically a week and a half. Yep. So the breakout yesterday, that's the good news. The bad news is you got more resistance up here at 24 So again, so many bag holders in here, it's hard for it to come right back, but there's room to 24 25 It was a nice candle yesterday. I think I'd be so inclined on a pullback to maybe nibble in with maybe a thinking about a move to 25 I have no position in it, but nice candle yesterday. Not that far from the top of yesterday's range, so if you're not inclined to uh, do a gap fill, uh, high was 22.41, but current, still within that area. So through 22.41, uh, I got one small target ahead of what Dennis mentioned, 23.39, and then boom, big seller up there at uh, 24.30. We hit that three sessions in a row. Robert Sullivan asking, is NVIDIA going to run up for the stock split, which is the – Wait a minute. What's the date? The 16th, right? Memory? Going off memory for that. I think it's the 16th. It has, and maybe it continues to run up. It's been an incredible, and you get that little consolidation, little flag, Joel, from the last three, four days, and, we can say, and then we break out to the upside again. And now we're sitting on NVIDIA here at, um, you know, at all-time highs. So the stock splits, they do run them. And, I mean, if you're the first one and you're buying in these things, when they announce these splits, they do tend to continue to run, and it has worked well. I'm long AMD. I'm still long AMD. I think there's room to 85. But, you know, it's um, the NVIDIA is trading right on the split. Uh, interesting. Last time you got up to this area uh, at six, uh, six fifty-five, fifty-three, it hung out for, you know, traded that day, then just kind of had a small range day and then kind of uh, uh, sold off. We'll see what happens here. Uh, you match that high yesterday, going to 55.53. There's a great number for you. I hit that on the right on the nose twice. Old time closing high right up there too. That's it. Uh, that old time closing high was made yesterday at six fifty fifty eight. So just watch it for today. You just don't want to see this pattern where it makes the high quiet range day. I don't know if there was any news on that or something. Uh, you know, with uh, the market, but it's back back to the point of the all time high. Let's see if it could just charge through this time. Somebody asking about Palantir. Um, I said I thought when it was at 21, I had room to 25. It didn't quite get there, 24.75, but basically did. And then the reversal day, yesterday, not a great candle. I think I think you're looking at Palantir and selling into the rallies here now. Until that, that 25 is going to be major resistance here. 23, you know, the 24 handle. I think you're booking the profits. It's been a pretty good move for Palantir as well. Um, $17 the low. So I know a lot of people are coming in these names thinking, okay, yeah, now we're gearing up for the big moves. I think a lot of the big moves have been 20, 30% here in the last week and a half. I think they've happened. So again, I'm booking profits on those tech stocks now that we were talking about a week and a half ago. Um, I don't have Palantir, but like I said, I sold my U. I sold a bunch of, I sold a few other of my growthy tech names that I had, you know, just picked up for, for trades there in the last week and a half. 
I just feel like we've had a pretty good move. And I do believe what Craig Johnson is saying. I don't think tech is just going to start ripping here because I do see inflation, you know, sticking around here longer than everybody thinks it's going to. So, and that's not good for tech stocks overall. So I'm overall trying to reduce my exposure to tech. I think uh, for this Palantir, I mean, you get days like this, and this was on Friday. You know, I would have been telling you 24, rock solid, right? Well, it got, you know, you had a series of highs there, 24, 26, and they goosted through it a little bit. But look, at by the end of the day, closed at 22.95 and added a few cents yesterday. I would say after those two days of action, you want to see this get green and stay green at 23.06. And also the sellers really stepped down from 24.75 to 23.35 after a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, uh, higher or four higher highs in a row. So sellers are stepping down in this one. Uh, room on the downside, uh, pair of lows at 2150 area. That's a buck and a half away. All right, let's just do Facebook fast because we, we danced around Facebook a little bit today. Uh, it is it is launching up here at, at, at all-time high. Facebook looks the best out of them all. Facebook yeah, and does. Google look different than Microsoft and Amazon. And, and Netflix, for that matter, just as we were just talking about them. And um, I, I think, um, you know, it looks like it wants to go higher. But the problem is, is that I feel like tech is just not where I want to be jumping into. So you're at resistance. The technicals look good on Facebook. If I was in, if I was bullish tech right now, I would want to be long Facebook. So if tech goes, Facebook's going to lead the charge. Uh, so, you know, I do think if you're jumping in it, it looks like the best to me to be in. I'm just nervous about tech overall. Yeah, if you're not trying to pick a top here, uh, 320, 3.26 looks like a good area to me. They didn't quite get there yesterday. Three days ago, 26.76. Four days ago, 25.82. So, you know, keep an eye on that. You can, it's, it made the new high. It's consolidating. It's not giving it back. So looks like the market's working in its favor today. Uh, your two targets, uh, you know, you do have two lower highs. So, you see another lower high today, maybe there's a little chance it might be rolling over. And just to give emphasis to the all-time closing high, 332.75 on uh, Thursday. Friday's high was right in that area at 32.87. So a couple areas to keep an eye on. If you're not, you know, if you just want to let it run, I'd just kind of move up, you know, perhaps move that stop up to the 325 and a half, 326 area. I'm going to hop off here. I wrote down a bunch of symbols to cover. I'm going to have uh, Sean coming on at nine. So I'll let you guys uh, finish things up. And that's at uh, premarketprep.com, right? Correct. All yep. Right. All right. Talk All right. to you later. Thanks a lot, Joel. Dennis, any final thoughts before you hop off? I'm so mixed. It's such a tough market. You can tell from my tone over the last hour that I'm. this is a market that's very, very tricky. Yesterday, if I'm just looking at the S&P, we did have a key reversal day where we opened higher, touched near the new highs. We touched right near the all-time high and got rejected hard. And then we closed near the lows. We're getting a little bit of back in the film. I do tend to think this is a rally to sell. So I have started lightening up my exposure again. You know I was sitting with like 40% cash. And I deployed quite a bit of that over the last week and a half when I started to get bullish growth names. I'm, I'm now raising that back up again. 
because I just think short term here, and I'm a trader, you know, long term, yeah. I have the core holdings, like I'm sticking with those. And I'm, you know, that's why I'm never like 100%, you know, cash or, but you know, they, I'm always going between like 20% cash, 40% cash, you know, and if I'm really bullish, I might be more majority, you know, in equities. I've been on the more conservative side, but I got a little more aggressive in the last couple of weeks. I'm taking some of that aggression off. I still am long some of that. I'm still long new core. People are talking about it. I'm still long US steel. I bought more US steel three days ago for the simple reason that it pulled back significantly. I don't think the materials trade is over here yet either. So I bought more US steel around 24 bucks and it was a good one. I was I actually was out there to buy Cleveland Cliffs at 18. And then for whatever reason, I, I talked myself out of it and didn't buy CLF. And I wish I would have because it's 20 and a half here. But I think you're buying materials on pullbacks and selling tech on rallies right now where we kind of switched that trade a week and a half ago. I'm kind of going back that way again, leading to more what Craig Johnson is saying. How much more cash could you raise? I thought you already had a lot of cash. I didn't realize you. Well, no, in the last two weeks, I redeployed yeah. quite a bit right. of that. So right. like we know, we were talking um, yeah. you know, two weeks ago. I was like, I'm starting to buy some of these growth names because they were oversold. Right. Some of these Kathy names that okay. were oversold. You know, I took some flyers and I, I bought a bunch of names. I still have some of them. Uh, but, you know, I bought AMD. I still have that one. I bought some Airbnb. I still have that one, although I sold half of it. Um, I bought some, I don't know, I bought a bunch of, I, I, I probably bought about 10. I bought Pen Gaming. I still have all that, um, which, okay. it, you know, and it's not looking as healthy as it did. I bought that at 76. Uh, I bought Fastly. I still have all of that one. So they're, they're, I'm just trying to remember, you know, what, yeah. you know, I, when yeah, I was yeah, deploying yeah. in. But yeah. I deployed to tech. I deployed to growth tech, you know, a good chunk of cash. So probably brought my cash from 40%, maybe down to even, you know, 30. I didn't, I didn't look what I brought it down to, but I, I put a good chunk of money into a bunch of these companies okay. Okay. and it worked out. And, you know, now, and, and you was another one off of Michael Pactor. And, you know, I did book some of the gains on some of these um, in the last day, a couple of days. And, you know, I'm looking here just cautiously. Uh, I don't want to get, you know, I'm not going right back to where I was a 40% cash here, but I'm, I'm playing a little more cautious here again. I don't like the candle from yesterday on SPY. All right. Thanks a lot for those thoughts, Dennis. Um, good luck today, man. And uh, we'll see you later. All right. See you, everyone. Right. Good luck with trading. All right. Uh, I did say I would play that uh, trailer for the Cannabis Capital Conference. Let's do that right now. Again, this is tomorrow and Friday. Going to be all day. We're going to do our, our normal morning show. Pre-market prep will air. And then after pre-market prep ends, we're going to have the Cannabis Capital Conference all day tomorrow and Friday. Again, free event, bzcannabis.com. I'll put it up on the screen so you guys can, can see. bzcannabis.com. Public companies, private companies, uh, private companies soon to go public, um, investor presentations, panels. Um, we, you know, th this is uh, after our uh, FinTech Awards, cannabis is sort of like our, our core event, and we do three of them a year. Um, so next one is tomorrow and friday uh so very much looking forward to that i've said this uh, a lot on, on our streams i 
uh, has been long and strong, uh, a number of cannabis stocks that I that came to my attention through our event. I learned about them at our conferences, the the, the four large multi-state operators, right? Cureleaf, Cresco, Green Thumb, and TrueLeaf. Um, and I first learned about those at presentations at our events. So if you're into the space, uh, it, it, it is one that is transforming. And, and as I said uh, this morning, Amazon putting their lobbying weight behind cannabis, it's legalization is going to happen. And when it does, the handcuffs are coming off the industry uh, literally and figuratively, and the money is going to pour in. Um, if you believe that, as I do, then this is a space worth looking at. So again, Thursday, Friday, bzcannabis.com. All right. Um, as a reminder, I'm going to say this again because uh, the contest is only going for, for a few more days here, but we are giving away a free share of Tesla. Click on the link in the description. Uh, and I'll, it, it's also pinned to the top of the chat. And you could win a free share of Tesla by subscribing to our YouTube channel. All right, I got Mitch Hodge here. Money Mitch. Mitch, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? What's going on? I definitely want to go ahead and give a shout out to the Cannabis Conference because, yes, yes, I agree with you, Spencer. I, too, have found stocks at that Cannabis Conference. Um, one that I can tell you guys right off the top, uh, K-U-S-H-B. That's that was one that I got to hear the CEO talk, yeah. and I I literally bought the stock off the CEO, and I made <laughs> some great money. I, I I haven't done that in many stocks, nice. but when certain CEOs can talk about their company yeah. and they can show they understand not only their company but the industry that they're in, right. that's when I get excited because hey, those are those are the type of stocks that I want to keep an eye out, and that's right. a cheaper stock, guys. I mean, you can yeah. keep your watch on oh, it. It's OTC, oh. but all the way down to a buck now i'm curious i'm i i'm sorry but uh, but i do want to go back to amc for just a second i won't spend too long on it but go to the movies well i i asked the question in chat earlier and, and i and i'll maybe ask it again but one in chat if you've been to the movies since covid two if you have not um i i am i would be like genuinely insulted i feel like buy this free popcorn offer i find that to be like genuinely like insult <laughs> like you're gonna give me free popcorn for owning your stock whoop the freaking do man it cost you like a fraction of a penny really for a free large popcorn to own your stock <laughs> that's that's insulting at least give me a free movie ticket so that you can actually start getting the traffic back inside your theater right I, does I, that I, make sense Spencer? Yeah, like give me something of value. Don't give me a free. Give me a five dollar movie ticket versus the on demand version yeah. of of uh, right now Cruella for Disney Plus yeah. thirty dollars extra. Yeah, Double J says he went for the popcorn and then went home and watched the movie. That's that's the way to that, do it. That's how you do it, dog. Um, I can't blame yeah. you. Or you sneak in the Coke. And you sneak in the popcorn. Right. You got to right. sneak in the snacks, right? <laughs> SPK, maybe I am too sensitive. That's that's my problem. I'm too sensitive to own AMC. That, that's my problem right there. Yeah, I anyway. agree. I mean, I don't own it either. So. Anyway, all right. Uh, I'm going to bring up my Benzinga Pro here. 
and let's take a look at what's moving. The biggest mover this morning, we do have a merger, uh, a, a merger with a big premium this morning, CNST, Constellation, uh, biotech name. The stock closed at $20 yesterday. It is being bought for $34 a share in cash this morning. You see it in the news feed there on the right, CNST. Uh, Morphosis, ticker MOR, is doing the acquiring. So if I bring up a chart here, Let's just bring up CNST. You can see it's it's not trading right there at that price, but it might as well be. It's, uh, let's zoom way in on that. Let's go to a one-minute chart. There we go. Uh, no, let's go to a 15-minute chart and zoom way in. There we go. 33 is, uh, is where the stock is at right now. MR, MOR, of course, trading down. You see this very frequently with companies that are doing the acquiring. They will trade down, at least in the short term, on that headline. So no surprise to see MR down 14% this morning. Uh, but a big, big, fat, juicy premium on that deal uh, for uh, Constellation Pharmaceuticals. Uh, that caught my eye this morning. What caught your eye this morning, Mitch? Yeah, well, I mean, yesterday we saw uh, the REITs and real estate really make a move up. Yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to do all this REITs. morning. All REITs yesterday. Yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to do this morning was show you how you could use Benzinga Pro to find these stocks, right? And so one of the things that I like to do, guys, is I'll I'll go ahead and I'll pull up the movers right yeah. here, guys. But if you can, you can actually go to the sector and select that sector out so that you can just separate those stocks. If you just want to look in the sector, definitely go to the sector area and then put that in there. That's going to help you go ahead and start uh, kind of filtering through on the stocks that you see the best charts, especially when I see a sector move like we did see in real estate yesterday. So some of the ones that I'm clearly pointing out today, uh, WHLR, that one's an interesting one, Wheeler Real Estate Investment. Uh, it's up there about, about $4.77. It's gone pretty good up multiple times through that $5 price point. So I think that's the price point you got to watch today. If we can get through five, it looks great. I think I, if we can get through five, we can probably get up towards the 550s. So that's one that I'm going to keep on watch. Uh, a couple other ones, I'm just going to name them here. Uh, MDJH, I'm not sure about this one. I don't know too much about this one. So I'll just keep going here. Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment. Look this at this one, one. This one ripped. Yeah, look at that daily chart. I mean, that daily chart says it all, right? I mean... And when you get volumes like this after volumes of 349,000 and then you get volumes of 13 million shares traded here, definitely one to keep on watch. Uh, that's PEI. Um, another one that I take a look at is you go a little bit down. Soho, I've seen that one move before. So you can keep your watch on this one. As you can see, it's had spikes before up near these levels. I think it's trying to make a run back towards this 450s, which has been multiple resistance before. So let's see if this one can get strong today. Maybe pull back closer towards 380s at the open and then give you that red to green look through $4. So those are definitely one to keep a watch out. Hit the like, guys. Come on. Let's get up to 700 likes. I, that's, what, that's what I'm here for, guys. I don't need to be going through these, but I want to go ahead and help everyone before the market. So if you guys can do me the favor, hit that like button. All right. Let's keep right. going. Yeah, let's keep I, going. Let's look at some other plays, right? Yeah, can I got one real fast here? You got one? Let's do yeah. it. Let's look at Cheesecake Factory. The cheese, the cheese. Only because they just uh, here. How should I do this? Uh, all right, yeah, so pull it I've, up. I've got a news feed. Uh, you can see the headline that just came out a minute ago. Um, they say that their uh, year-to-date, uh, wait, wait, second quarter to date. Uh, okay, so year-to-date through May thirty-first, comps. 
uh, for Cheesecake Factory. So this is same store sales. This is sales at locations that have been opened for at least one year. Uh, sales were up 196% year over year. But do not be fooled. Do not be fooled by that headline because we all know what last year was. Let's look at the second data point. Uh, comps up 7% from the same period in 2019. That is more comparable. Forget that 196% increase number because that is meaningless because they were closed, border, bordering on bankruptcy last spring. Um, remember they remember that Cheesecake couldn't even like pay their rent in a lot of places? Okay, so forget, yeah. forget that first number. It means nothing. Comps up 7% over the same period, the same five-month period in 2019, that means something more to me. Uh, and just to show you something else, I went over to a news feed here um, in Benzinga Pro, and I went to categories. I went to news, and I just selected earnings. So this is just a, this is a filter of every headline that we've tagged earnings, and then I did a search for cheesecake in here. And because I just wanted to see, like, okay, like what are their historical comps because i know we have a few, a few comps headlines uh you know every time they report uh we, we may highlight that number here and i just wanted to see um and i went back to 2019 and i actually didn't see anything super interesting uh, again like look at that headline from july of last year right comps for the second quarter of last year down 57 percent. so again just mean throw it out means nothing going forward here um the seven percent number is more in line with like historical growth rates. So when you see here, let me pull up the chart here on the right. When you see cake up, like you can see those those two ticks, those two candles right there. You see it up on this headline. To me, it's um not it, it's it's not much of a headline in in, in my opinion. Um, that, that's just my take on that. But, I would use it to look at others in the area, industry, food. One of the things that I'm looking at today, Spencer, and that I noticed is that I think we're going to have a good consumer defensive day. Um, reason okay. why is that I'm starting to think that we, we get a little bit of a pullback. So I'm looking at those consumer defensives. Um, one of the ones that really stands out to me is food distribution. And if you look at the daily chart, look at look how this has changed. Wait, food what is distribution. That? So I've food distribution never... is like USFD. Um, that's oh, you, one of the oh, major US, ones. Oh, 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 you mean like the theme? Okay. Exactly, I got exactly. So okay. food uh, and yeah. consumer defensives, I'm looking at food distribution. Look at this chart on USFD. Looking strong with a lot of volume coming in yesterday. Five million shares traded there. So th those are the kind of stocks that I take a look at. The ones that supply. Um, one of the things that I also saw was like TSN up today. Tyson, you know, we've been having talks about the meat shortage. Let's see if this continues to kind of affect different stocks. Um, one of the areas that you can see is also farm products. Farm products taking off there. So keep your eyes on that. I'm going to take a look at some of those players. Uh, Beyond Meat has been a big, big mover as of late. We'll see if this one catch a bid today. It's had a good pullback, a uh, nice uh, kind of 12%, 15% pullback here. There's a gap right here. So that's that's one thing that could happen. It could fill this gap first and then come back up roaring. But you can keep your eyes on that one. TTCF, uh, alternative meat kind of player. I know that one's been moving. See if this one kind of continues today. What other, what other things you got there, Spencer? You're on the old mute trick. Sorry. So Cisco, SYY, uh, you, you said USFD. Cisco is a big peer of theirs. Okay. Um, someone in chat asked how much the Benzinga Pro uh, scanner is. 
one of the best part about Benzinga Pro um, is that it's all included. Every fee- if you get Benzinga Pro, you get every feature. So yep. how do you get how do you get Benzinga Pro? Is the question. You go to pro.benzinga.com. Uh, you can get a free two week trial. I got a, I got a better one, man. You got so a why better- don't you try out the nine ninety seven for a uh, month? I, I don't know if that's still active. You try it. I, I can try it. I don't know if it's still active. It, if it, it's not, let me know because no one let me know that it wasn't going to be active. So yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out for you. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what you should do if you want. You could uh, do what Mitch just said, and I'll, I'll put I'll bring the uh, graphic back up there. Um, if you you try the promo code thirty days. Um, if it doesn't work, then try the promo code that's on the bottom of the screen. Boom boom. YouTube twenty. I YouTube like that one though. 20. That'll get you. That, that that promo code exists for that promo code is always out there. Uh, it'll get you twenty percent off your subscription. But again, free two week trial. Can't emphasize that enough. Free two week trial. Uh, no no obligations. No credit card. Nothing like that. If it's for you, great. If it's not, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Check out also the quarterlies. You know, one of the things that I'd recommend if you're a trader and you know you're going to be in here for a long time is not just always look at monthlies for subscriptions. One of the things that you can definitely save by giving yourself an advantage and going for a quarterly or maybe even all the way up to a yearly. So definitely check it out. We have those options for you. Damon says, "Forget that. Get the lifetime. It's worth it." That's the thing. One yeah, trade, exactly. One trade from one piece of intel. Can can pay for the whole thing, obviously, right? That's that's all it takes. Uh, all right, right. nine. How, how we looking today? How we looking? We're looking okay. We're looking okay. Uh, we are off the highs uh, of the pre market session, but not by much. Pretty much everything is up here. Um, looking at the indexes, spy the Qs, the IWM, uh, the Dow, all trading up, heading into the open, uh, and. As I've done this before, I'll show you on on my on my pro. Um, this is how I, like I have my movers on the left here, my up movers and my down movers, and this is how I get a feel for like the market like before the open. And I, I look at like the 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 quantity uh, uh, of the of the move of the percent change here, and that's how I get a feel for like how we're doing today. And and, and I take a look at the names, and if there are names that I've heard of, big names. In the down movers, it means they're probably down. There are big names that I've heard of in the up movers, it means they're probably up. I've heard of more names this morning in the up movers than I have in the down movers filter. So, uh, you know, it, the story of the day for the moment is still going to be AMC, is still going to be BlackBerry. Uh, those are those are your leaders. If I can, how is AMC doing actually? I haven't looked in like a half hour. Which okay, so it's cooled off a, a smidge. It's cooled off a smidge in the pre-market, but not by much, right? It's, it is still well up for the pre-market session. We were at 44. We're at $38 now. Um, that'll be your story of the day for now in terms of just a volatility. Obviously, those of you that are not trading AMC don't don't care what AMC is doing. You don't care about BlackBerry. You care about, like, quote-unquote, real stocks. Um, stocks that are moving may, may be more off fundamentals, which is fine to each your own. But from a story standpoint, AMC is, is your leader uh, today. So that's what I'm watching. I'm also watching MUDs. Did not talk about MUDs on the show this morning. Meant to, meant to talk about it. MUDS, this is a SPAC that is merging with Tops. They lost a deal yesterday uh, on top of the Mudrick Capital AMC news that Mudrick bought some shares 
of AMC and then turned around and sold them. So Muds had a really, really tough day yesterday. Um, very curious to see how that stock reacts today after being down punished down to 15% um, yesterday. So watching Muds, watching AMC, watching BlackBerry, that, that's what I'm watching this morning. I got you. I got you something, Spencer. So Muds has stopped their burn process. So their process that they were doing for commons to kind of burn and go into kind of this new pack has stopped. What does I, I that give you I, insight on? I don't know what that means. So that gives you insight that they might be releasing in the next couple of weeks that they're going to come out with their new kind of pack release. Last time this happened, there was 70,000 packs that went through in 70 minutes. So this is what I'd be looking for. If you hear that news come out, that's what I think turns around the mud story. Just to give you some insight. You know, I like to stay with the, with the story. And okay. to me, that's oh, that, that's oh, the story right there. Wait, Muds just had numbers, I think. Muds Mud just came. Yeah, my bad. I missed that. Muds just had numbers this morning. They uh, reported Ooh. Q1 net sales of $166 million. Uh, looks like that's a reaffirmation. Um, nice little spike there. Uh, yeah, nice spike in Muds. That was from that headline that I just saw. Yeah. Spike to 1273 on the high side, pulling back yeah. closer towards 1210s now. Okay. Um, so we are in a fast market here, guys. Uh, David yeah, Green will be live trading the open in a couple of minutes. Uh, so this stream is going to redirect straight to that. You won't have to do anything. Uh, maybe just click play if your autoplay is turned off or whatever. But that's about to start here. He's going to go until about 11 o'clock. We got SPACs attack on after that at 11. Mitch, who we got today on SPACs attack? And we got FGNA, so definitely check it out, guys. Check it out. We're going to go ahead and get into uh, a stock that I need to learn a little bit more about. And that's what it's all about, right? That's what we do on SPACs. We get you the information on especially the unknown SPACs. You know, one of the things is, you know, everyone knows about PSTH, but not that many know about how many SPACs there really is out there. And you need to learn about these companies. Come to SPACs Attack to check it out. I also give you a hint. I got a new pattern I'm looking at. I took a swing trade off of it today. I'll be talking about it on SPACs Attack today, so definitely check that out, 11 a.m. Eastern. It's a new pattern, new pattern that if it, it exists, I definitely think I want to get it out there early, so definitely come by SPACs Attack to check that out. We got uh, Power Hour after that at noon with the CEO of uh, Alfie, A-L-F-I. We're going to have Get Technical at 1.00. The Moon or Bus Show, which is our show all about altcoins. They don't talk about Bitcoin. They talk about all the all the other stuff. Uh, yep. Safe Moon, all that jazz. Gotta check it out. At guys. 2 o'clock, we got our first trade show at 3. The At The Close Show at 3.30. Um, we got Penny Lane at, yes, yes. at 4. Is that right? Can't forget. It's at 5. 5. five. Oh, I'm sorry. Penny five. Lane Definitely five. check this out, Which, guys. Honestly, guys, we, we did one show with them so far. Very good. It, it's 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 two people. There's the image, uh, and they've got like honestly, they're really funny. They they're really really funny. I, I yeah, guys. I, I mean, if you guys want to laugh and you guys want to get in some enjoyment, personality. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, one of the things that we've seen with all this kind of AMC craze, Spencer, and I think you would agree, is that there has been some great content that has been made, some funny content, some great uh, kind of creators behind that, and we wanted yeah. to bring you one of the best uh, recent podcast that i have been listening to so yeah. check it out guys they also got a, a podcast out there called penny lane 
They, uh, so definitely check it yeah. out. So they're really funny during a show with us once a week, and that's going to be tonight at 5 o'clock. So we've got a jam-packed schedule, guys, today. Uh, we are going live all Ooh. day. It is the last day of the week with normal programming. Cannabis, of course, starts tomorrow. But with that being said, everyone, please, please, please drop us a like. Please remember as well that all the information from our stream is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. The opinions expressed do not represent those of Benzinga. Uh, drop us a like. Subscribe to the channel. Enter our giveaway to win maybe a free share of Tesla. Guys, guys, I need, I need some subscribes, guys. I need to get there, guys. June 10th will be my cutoff date. If I don't get to 100K, guys, goodbye, Mitchie. Goodbye. You guys oh, don't God. want it. I, I, I will go bye-bye if I don't get to 100K by oh, the 10th. I might have to look for a new, new, new job here, guys. So help me out. Hit the subscribe button. Help me, help Mitch, guys. Drop us a like. Thank you very much. Like I said, David Green, is he live yet, Producer AB? He says he's not live. Is he going live, Producer AB? Going live. He doesn't know. All right. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you guys some stocks on my radar here. I, it looks like we're getting up there towards, uh, look, oh, right. 663 likes. Get up there to 700. All right. Smash that. They're going live. Everyone have a great uh, day. Good luck at the Open. David Green coming up right now. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.